This is Texas Veterans Mean Business, a production of the Entrepreneur Program of Texas Veterans Commission. Welcome back to Texas Veterans Mean Business. I'm Christina Mortel, business consultant with the Veteran Entrepreneur Program. Today, we're going to discuss entrepreneurship from a different perspective, that of a military spouse. Entrepreneurship is already a challenge for anyone, but layering on the circumstances unique to military families, such as multiple moves, changing jobs, extended family separations, lack of training, you can understand how we need to amplify this issue to our community. Hiring Our Heroes is a program of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation. It is a nationwide initiative to help veterans, transitioning service members, and military spouses find meaningful employment opportunities. In 2020, Hiring Our Heroes released its report that documented barriers to employment, entrepreneurship, and the economic mobility of military spouses. In today's podcast, we will discuss the findings of the report, highlighting the challenges military spouses face in launching and growing a business. Joining me for this conversation from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation is Hisako Santavilai. Hisako is a senior advisor for research and innovation for the Military Spouse Program of Hiring Our Heroes. Also joining us is Priscilla Shrub, co-owner of Popcorn Friday, a Texas-based gourmet popcorn company. She co-owns a business with her husband, Marine Corps vet Dan Shrub. Welcome, Hisako and Priscilla. Hi, Christina. Hello, thank you. Hi, guys. Well, first of all, Happy New Year to you both, and thanks for being here. I've been thinking a lot about this topic, and military spouses are vital to the fabric of our veteran community, and that is why I'm so glad to be kicking off 2021 to talk about military spouse entrepreneurship. I actually feel a little regret having not done this earlier in our podcast series. Hisako, I do want you to tell us a little bit about hiring our heroes. But first, I love startup stories, and so do all of our listeners, Priscilla. So I really would like it, Priscilla, if you could kick off our visit today and tell us about Popcorn Friday and how you got started in your business. Thank you, Christina. I'm glad to be here today. I really love to share the story of Popcorn Friday. My husband was transitioning out of the Marine Corps. He really had a dream to be a small business owner. And as a military spouse, I was doing my own thing, but I felt it was important to help him realize his dreams. And so he took some steps towards career transition, and he ultimately chose the entrepreneurship path at the TAPS program. So with that, it opened a lot of doors and opportunities, and we started to visualize ourselves becoming business owners. You might wonder, how did we get into the popcorn business? Well, as we were transitioning and taking those courses, my husband actually was interested in real estate photography because he was a combat photographer. The more that he went along with his business plan, he started to realize that it was not a viable option for him or our family, and he didn't want to pursue it. And at the same time, I was actually talking to other friends and you know, really explaining what our plans were for retirement. And a friend had told me that she knew of another Marine that had a gourmet popcorn store. And so she connected us with him. And that was really the start of a relationship and the opportunity and and the path that we took starting our business. Wow. So another Marine Corps veteran connected you to this business opportunity, which is kind of unexpected, but fun too. So did you end up buying his company or what does that look like really quickly? Really what it boils down to is we licensed the recipes from him. 
and he taught us the business. And so we paid him a fee in order to help us get started. So he has his own popcorn company on the East Coast, and we have our own popcorn company here in Texas. And then Priscilla, how long have you been in business now? We've been in business now. It's going to be six years that we've been open. We opened our door in February 2015, actually only a couple months after my husband retired. So we were working really hard on his terminal leave to get our business going. My family and I moved from Virginia and the kids started school in August and he retired in October, came out here on terminal leave in Texas. And by the time February rolled around, we had opened our doors. So we were working really hard those months. Well, the fact that you have survived six years is, first of all, amazing. You've gotten over the hurdle, the three to five year area where a lot of businesses unfortunately fail. So I'm so happy for you and congratulations on that huge milestone. I just wanted to ask you quickly, since we just got done with the holiday season, how did Christmas go for you? 2020 was a very interesting year, obviously for everyone. It actually ended up being our best year ever. And our December month, which is our biggest month of the year, actually was a record-breaking month as well. 2020 has been fantastic for us. It's allowed us to grow and really focus in on the vision of what we want for our company and to put in uh, new systems and better means to grow our, our company. Wonderful. Besides you and Dan, do you have any employees? Yes, we actually have nine employees and everyone on the team has a different role. Most of them are part-time employees, but we do have a couple college students and one other full-time employee outside of Dan and I working as well. Priscilla, are you and Dan considering doing anything with PPP or did you use PPP at all in uh, 2020? We did actually use the PPP at the beginning of COVID. Things were very unpredictable. And so you know, we didn't know what it looked like for us. Our previous year was not as big. And so we did get some resources, but they weren't as substantial. But at the same time, you know, because of the growth that we had after the PPP, it allowed us to do some things that we might not have otherwise been able to. Very good. So were you able to kind of keep your folks on payroll and still try to expand? Absolutely. Because of the growth, we actually hired more people. We had some people that were actually home on quarantine that had previously worked for us, college students that came back home or in quarantine. And we actually had a viral TikTok video that really created large exposure and generated a lot of sales. And so I was able to quickly call upon all of these young people that we had already worked for. They were able to jump right back in. They knew exactly what they were doing and we made it work. Wow. I guess so. It seems like you got a little bit of help from the PPP. You were able to keep people on payroll. You were able to expand the business. Then you killed it on the marketing side and you got a lot of promotion and visibility off of TikTok. That's fabulous. Wow. I mean, you're doing all the right things. It just sounds like a lot of things came together for you in spite of the challenges that maybe COVID created. So, I mean, I definitely want to come back to you, Priscilla, and talk a bit more about your business, but already it sounds like it's a fabulous story. Hisako, let's talk a little bit about Priscilla and Dan's story. We haven't really talked so much about the front end, and that's where I really want to learn a little bit more about the Hiring Our Heroes program and, and really what Hiring Our Heroes is doing to help the veteran community. 
So tell us a little bit more about the U.S. Chamber Foundation, the Hiring Our Heroes Initiative, and your work at the foundation. Sure. Priscilla, your story is just amazing, first of all. As a Marine Corps spouse myself, wow. (laughs) Um, If I ever want to start an entrepreneurship business, I will have to talk to you. You each have some great ideas. But the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation really is the private nonprofit arm of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And so what the foundation boasts really are five centers, all working towards like the single mission to educate the public on the conditions really necessary for business and communities to thrive and how businesses positively impact communities and emerging issues and creative solutions that will shape that future. And then Hiring Our Heroes was launched in March of 2011, really as a nationwide grassroots efforts to help veterans, transitioning service members, and military spouses find meaningful employment opportunities. And since then, we've really helped hundreds of thousands of veterans and spouses find employment through really executing a variety of events and programs that connect them directly to employers. My specific work at Hiring Our Heroes is a little bit more recent. I'm the Senior Advisor of Research and Innovation, and what I'm really responsible for is managing that strategic execution and operations of the research and initiatives that support spouses and veterans' ability to thrive in the workplace. You said that Hiring Our Heroes started in March of 2011. So I think we all know that at that point, there was double-digit unemployment in the veteran community. Even here in Texas, we started an initiative, I think, shortly thereafter. It just is very key to that point in time that that was realized. I'm sure that's part of the genesis of this program. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, the program, I, obviously, is way before I me joining Hiring Your Heroes, mm-hmm. but most certainly the veteran unemployment rate at that time certainly played a contributing factor into Hiring Your Heroes emerging And then part of the program, obviously, is to help military spouses. So the still chronically high military spouse unemployment rate also contributes towards this mission of hiring our heroes, really working with, again, directly with those employers and and some policymakers as well, and obviously collaborating with other MSOs and VSOs to, to try to help military spouses, transitioning service members and veterans get into those jobs so we can all work towards lowering, I mean, we were successful at some point minus COVID, but to lower that unemployment rate. And so now we're hoping to do the same for military spouses. One thing I wanted to ask you before we get into the findings of the report, can you just kind of mention first how the data was collected? Sure, yeah. So in 2019, Burning Glass Technologies and Hiring Your Heroes in support with Grow with Google and Google.com, we conducted really this 18-month mixed methods studies. And through that process, we surveyed over 1,500 military spouses, and we conducted three focus groups to, with the objective really understanding the barriers to and opportunities for full employment, entrepreneurship, and economic mobility for military spouses. So let's dig in a little bit more into the report. And then, Priscilla, I'm going to come back to you on some of the things that Hisako and I are going to talk about and get your take on that and how relevant or applicable you think it might be in the military spouse community. One of the things I want to talk about is the data points that came out on ranking why the military spouses were interested in pursuing entrepreneurship in the first place. And one of the points that I think came out was their need for flexibility in their work schedule. I want to talk a little bit about that, Hisako, from the perspective of the three other entities that were mentioned in the report against your survey findings. 
So for a lot of military spouses, like we mentioned a little earlier, military spouse unemployment is pretty high compared to their civilian counterparts. Right before the pandemic, 22% is what the DOD had recently announced. And then uh, we were, were tracking a 32% unemployment rate, I think also contributed by bits of COVID. Aside from kind of the unfortunate circumstances of COVID and, and the impact on unemployment, uh, military spouses in general have kind of a harder time finding a lot of employment opportunities that really are suitable for their interests or their skill level. And so I think a lot of times that coupled with the unpredictability and the uncertainty of military life and the fact that military spouses move seven to 10 times more than their civilian counterparts, all of this really presents a necessity for military spouses to have some flexibility and ability to really pivot quickly and entrepreneurship and self-employment becomes kind of that answer, that solution to being able to do something that speaks to their interests and their passions, perhaps, but really primarily gives them that flexibility uh, and mobility to be able to continue a career. Yeah, absolutely. Priscilla, to that point, now I know that you and Dan started the business after you left the military. So in the Hiring Our Hero survey, flexibility was the number one reason why spouses wanted to pursue entrepreneurship or self-employment. Do you think that that's relevant to you or to the military spouses? Well, absolutely. We constantly move. And so it's very hard to start somewhere, dig some roots when you have to move every two or three years. I was actually very fortunate and very happy to be a stay-at-home mom for most of the years. My husband was on active duty, but I was actually heavily involved in pursuing other personal development opportunities because of that purpose, actually. In my mind, I really needed to focus on finding skills and opportunities for growth in a non-traditional way so that when my husband did retire and the need maybe became evident for me to work outside of the home, that I would be prepared. And the way I did that was by volunteering. And through that volunteering, I actually volunteered over 2,000 hours with the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. I gained an incredible amount of skills, leadership skills. I became um, an accredited financial counselor. And so those were actually skills that I was working on as a military spouse so that I could be prepared when the time came for me to work outside the home. You really took the volunteering as getting, you know, on-the-job training, uh, for lack of a better word, and to develop all these skills. Did you also then, after that, you went to school? Yes. Before my husband and I got married, I had completed my associate's degree. But, you know, as we moved, it was very challenging to complete my education. And then being a stay-at-home mother, I didn't feel the cost of education to outweigh the benefit at the time. So I really kind of pushed that off. The volunteering is what I felt was a way to get that education and knowledge, skills, and abilities so that outside, in an expensive way, really, the organization I worked with actually allowed me some childcare help. And so it was a win-win, putting myself out there and learning. You know, if you're not able to work, doing something for yourself to better yourself is the way to go. But to answer your question, yes, during the startup of the business and while we've been growing our business, I was able to complete my bachelor's degree in 2018. 
Congratulations on that. That's wonderful. One thing I wanted to bring out, though, we started talking about flexibility that the survey for uh, hiring our heroes came out and, and the military spouses indicated that flexibility was the most important one. And the reason I want to talk about this is because in the other three categories of the other entities, which were the state of female entrepreneurship, the small business trends and the state of independence in America, that was not the number one, which I find interesting. The other surveys indicated what pursue a passion or idea or create your own environment or be your own boss. And so the reason I find this amazing is because when I look at this, this tells me that the military spouse still sees that no matter what, I mean, she is still um, not focused on pursuing her own passion or her own idea. But I mean, she is, but she has to do that in the context of the greater mission of being in the military first. Yes, certainly. As you mentioned, for the three other comparison surveys that we kind of looked at against our own survey responses, pursuing ideas, uh, passion, uh, financial independence, creating your own environment or being your own boss, those are really the top one and two reasons compared to flexibility and trouble finding a job suitable for interests or skill level, which was our top one and two. So I think it goes back to really why our military spouses looking at entrepreneurship and self-employment. And while they certainly probably have passions and great ideas and truly do want to be their own bosses, perhaps at some point in time, you get kind of tired of having to fight for a more portable job or whatnot. It all boils back down to just the military lifestyle and how challenging it can be to hold on to a more traditional job or role. And we also kind of saw that when you look at the findings around the reasons why they struggle the most with portability versus profitability when they're um, looking at reasons for why they ended their business. So it, it all kind of ties back to maybe the non-traditional ways that other folks, the more general public is looking at entrepreneurship and self-employment as more, again, of that pursuing a passion or creating your own business environment. And again, speaking to that really flexibility and, and needing to pivot and, and adapt and find your own flexibility or solution for employment. Yes. I just think that the whole thing kind of revealed that if when you're outside the military, you don't have to focus on the military first, you get to focus on yourself. And so there's that one big thing that's in front of you. That's why you have the freedom to maybe I'll pursue uh, my passion and idea right now or create my own environment and be my own boss. I mean, I think in some ways the military spouse, the first consideration is really all about still supporting the military, still supporting their family and trying to do that within the framework of being in the military. I just want Priscilla people to realize what a challenge it is. You were fortunate enough to be a full-time mom. You enjoyed that. You had that opportunity, but the collective community is still all about supporting the mission. Absolutely. I mean, that was why, you know, I love being a mom, but it was, it was not really feasible for me to work. That was the number one reason why I chose not to work. It really wasn't feasible, but I did love being a mother at home. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think the number one job and the best job in the world. <laughs> My point is that the military spouse is still the, really the thread and the fabric that's holding together the military community. You have to experience these long deployments or separations and you're constantly moving. And those are things like Hasako, you mentioned that people outside the military are not having to deal with on a routine basis. But Priscilla, you have to bake that into your plans, you know, every two or three years. So there's just a different perspective that you have to approach entrepreneurship 
leadership from is, you know, where does this fit into my life and to supporting our military and our military community? So the work that both your organizations are doing are essential and so important. Isako, let's talk about the report that revealed the most essential tasks when starting a business. From the military spouse responses, they indicated building a website or a social media presence was the most important uh, essential task to be done when starting a business. And I wanted to get your take on that. And then definitely I want to hear about, you know, two and three and what are some of the other uh, responses they had. Sure. Yeah. Like you mentioned, building a website or social media presence, like by a vast majority, um, topped the list. And so we had 50% of respondents indicate that. And that was followed by 37% who most popularly picked learning the skills and technology needed to conduct the business. So I think um, while we didn't really dive a whole lot into why this is their top reason, my assumption would be here that especially because they needed the flexibility and the reason for starting a business was centered around flexibility and trouble finding something um, that aligned with their skills and their interests. Perhaps that this is kind of their primary way of reaching out to a more kind of mobile business, perhaps. If I could just add that, I recognized early on that social media was going to be a must if we were going to start this business. I actually had never been on social media. I wasn't on a Facebook page. I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't on anything. And I liked it that way. But as we were, you know, ending our time in the military and to maintain some connections and friends, I, you know, I started to realize, like, if I'm going to start a business, there's no way I can do this without social media. I just find it interesting that that is the f one of the first things you thought about, because I think everyone outside the military thinks that everybody's on social media, and that's not true. And then for Priscilla, from your perspective, you realize, hey, you know, you know, we're getting ready to go into and transition. All of a sudden, you have to think about all these other areas of your life. Like you said, how would you stay in contact with people that you're going to be away from or when you're starting your life, you can let them know about. And perhaps that's the reason why that people are getting ready to, you know, think about, hey, I've got to broaden my network. I'm going to be leaving the military community. And that's why I need to really start building my social media presence. And to the point, Priscilla, when you started Popcorn Friday Company, was that already built out for you or is that something that you and Dan had to do from scratch, get your website going and all of that? Yes. Like I said earlier, we actually only licensed the recipes and the know-how and you know, a little bit of help with starting the business. Everything else was really ours. It was our baby. It was our Popcorn Friday Company. And so we built our own website. We had our own build-out. You know, we did everything really the way that we wanted to. And so we had to start everything from scratch. And we really did bootstrap it. Yes, Priscilla, I think we can all identify with the struggle of building an online presence while having to manage multiple social media channels. It's just a lot. So we are going to take a quick break now, and then we'll be back with more on military spouse entrepreneurship. So you want to hear about the brand new idea I have for a new business? It's going to be great. Uh, you know, this is your big idea number 439, don't you? This is the one. All right. What is it this time? Well, you know how people always need widgets, but they don't last long? I found a way to take all those parts and then and I figure we can start off small, then grow as we get more business. You know, that is not a bad idea. But what about a business plan of financing? Do we incorporate? How do we incorporate? Don't worry about it. I already got in touch with Texas Veterans Commission. They have a veterans entrepreneur program with business consultants who can help us with all that stuff. And it's free. You 
are a genius. I know, right? Let Texas Veterans Commission help you with your next bright idea. Go to tvc.texas.gov. Click on the Entrepreneur Program. tvc.texas.gov. Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here. I was a bomb loader in the Air Force. I was a journalist for eight years in the United States Navy before I was honorably discharged. I joined the Army right out of high school and served 23 years before retiring. And that means you are all veterans and you earn benefits. Texas Veterans Commission can help you get them. You could be going to school on the GI Bill, learning to start your own business, or getting some help with that disability claim. tvc.texas.gov. Texas Veterans Commission, helping veterans starts here. Welcome back. Before the break, we were discussing the need to build a social media presence. Now I'd like to switch to everyone's favorite topic, funding. When I'm talking to a veteran, one of the first things they say to me is I need to get funding. And Priscilla, we are encouraging people, obviously, if they can bootstrap it to do so. So you are fortunate that you're able to bootstrap it at the beginning, although that translates to sacrifice, right, somewhere else in your life. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as my experience as a financial counselor at the time, and, you know, I was pretty thrifty at home. So I actually had saved quite a bit of money. We were debt free. We had a random windfall come our way that was related to my husband's career that really helped us get going. So we had enough money to start. It really did seem like we were putting all of our eggs in this popcorn basket, but we really felt that it was important to start off with a little bit of skin in the game. We really did believe at the time that we could do a lot of our business debt-free, and we did for quite a few years. I guess that was maybe a personal choice. I never anticipated that there would be a lot of funding for us. We did get one small microloan from a CDFI, which is a community developmental financial institution. They were able to help us with a small loan. Other than that, for us, it was necessary in, in my maybe lack of experience or knowledge that we were just going to have to bootstrap it. It never occurred to me really that there were going to be grants or very much funding to help us get going in this popcorn, you know, adventure. No, I mean, I, I find that very interesting and I'm glad to hear that you did use a CDFI because that's something that we also promote here at TVC, mostly because in most cases they have programs that help military or veteran-owned businesses as well as uh, women-owned businesses and have some flexibility there that maybe traditional yeah. banking institutions do not. It's a great resource and one that I recommend often. So one more point I want to talk, Hisako, about at the report, if it's okay, is to talk about the areas of development uh, when starting a business. And specifically, I'm talking about the chart 3.6 on the areas needed to develop most when starting a business. And this is from the, obviously the military spouse perspective. And I just wanna know if you can maybe talk about the first two or three points there. Sure, yeah. I think something worth mentioning too, as we're talking about seed money, almost 40% of respondents who were interested in starting their own business did select raising seed funding as an area to develop most. But in comparison to those who had already started their business, only 10% of respondents selected that. So it could very well be that seed money is an area that's kind of top of mind, but because of the type of businesses that military spouses are starting or becoming entrepreneurs for, and again, probably contributing to the reasons why they start their own business or are entrepreneurs around that flexibility, that might be why they're looking to building website and social media presence and technology kind of as the top two areas that essential tasks when starting a business. So going back to your previous question there. 
overall, I think 70% in our study, especially those that have experience in starting a business, said that building a client base was the top most area that they needed to develop around. And then followed by those military spouses who didn't have experiences around starting their own business, they were most concerned with developing areas around navigating the process of licensing, licensure of permit transfer, finding information or resources to help them get started, investing money, time and effort with no guaranteed payoff. So again, I think when we think back about reasons why they're starting these businesses, they want flexibility, but perhaps this is something that they're not super familiar around, obviously, because they don't have these responses in particular, don't have much experience with starting their own business or entrepreneurship. And so like, these are all kind of big question marks and areas they're most concerned around developing the most. Well, I think that that's an excellent point that you mentioned that because it makes me ask, you know, Priscilla, do you think military spouses are risk adverse? Or do you think that that's just the total opposite, that they're in fact have to deal with risk every day? That's a really good question. I'm not sure how really to answer that other than with my own experience. I do feel that I am risk averse. Living on one income for a long time was very difficult. And so mm-hmm. I saw that as a challenge to our opportunities, I guess. And you know, even despite what I was able to come up with on our own and, and to save over the years, I did want to mention, though, that I didn't realize that the things that I was doing at the time were really helping me. I didn't know that military life in itself was actually preparing me for being successful at business ownership. I've kind of boiled down to three experiences, I guess, or things that make military spouses really great at entrepreneurship is that you know, we know how to find and utilize our resources. So every time we move, we have to find everything out all over again. We need to know where the commissary is. We need to find out the doctors are. So we know how to find our resources. So really good at that. And we know how to use them because we have to use them. We change and we move all the time. So we were used to change and we know how to pivot things frequently fell apart during a PCS or there were many times where our orders were changed at the last minute. So all the work and the effort, the resources that I had generated for one duty station were all gone and I had to look in another city. So change is something that we're good at and those are necessary skills and abilities that we have as military spouses. And then we have an amazing, incredible global network of people in a like-minded community that can make us um, be successful. For example, this podcast, I'm part of an incredible network. If we can help military spouses recognize this, they may be more willing to see entrepreneurship as a viable opportunity. It actually took me several years to realize this for myself. Wow, that's well said. I mean, I think you really hit to the heart of it by really highlighting every day you're pivoting, right? So change and, you know, overcoming adversity and all of these things are something that you're doing daily. So I I really applaud that. And I just think that what you said really uh, is at the crux of this, that the military spouse can handle just about anything, right? As well as uh, entrepreneurship and all of the hurdles that are put in front of you and what can be thrown at you. You know, and so on that point too, Hisako said, is there something specific then that you're doing that to help military spouses in their community? 
I mean, I know there's a fellowship program. I know you're helping with employment. Is there anything specific that Hiring Our Heroes does specific to helping military spouses get into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I do want to point out too, and to Priscilla, your point, uh, one of the big reasons we even started this study was because we were working in partnership with Google. We were interested in really finding ways to increase economic opportunities for spouses that were viable options. So anecdotally, you know, we knew that that entrepreneurship could be that viable path, but we didn't have much data. And so here we are with the data now that really shows that entrepreneurship is a driver for economic opportunity for military spouses. So I think Priscilla, your point and your story also illustrate that too. One of the things that we had mentioned here just shortly ago about uh, concerns around, you know, how do we get started and information around resources on navigating this whole process as a kind of supplementary piece to this research, we also worked with google.com and also grow with Google to build a military spouse roadmap that allows military spouses who are particularly overwhelmed by the the sea of goodwill, if you will, but also just the sheer number of resources that are out there and the sheer number of organizations all willing to help. Sometimes it's hard to really just comb through all that and figure out where do you fit in and where can you find the necessary information that applies to you. So we built out a roadmap on our website where you can go and there's actually three tracks. One in particular is for entrepreneurship, one is for upskilling, reskilling, and one is for remote work. But under the entrepreneurship track there, you can go and it asks you a series of module type questions and offers you kind of tailored resources that speak to that particular module. So helping you identify a mentor and some resources that speak to mentorship, you know, whether or not entrepreneurship really is right for you and helping you kind of answer some questions to navigate whether this fits your needs. Is this a viable solution for your particular circumstances? So it really helps you navigate that. And that's at millspouseroadmap.org. So that's something exciting that we launched last summer. Can you repeat that? Millspouseroadmap.org. Okay, fabulous. But can they also find that on your website too? Yes. One more thing before we wrap up, guys, two things. Do you know then if there's any Department of Defense efforts to further address military spouse entrepreneurship like on a national level? In the absence of the chamber and the hiring our heroes program, I mean, how would spouses move forward? So 2021, really interestingly enough, it's gotten off to a really great start for military spouse entrepreneurs in the sense that there are a lot of really great organizations, in particular, the Rosie Network for military spouse entrepreneurs. There is a new, not affiliated with us, but a new military spouse entrepreneurship related chamber of commerce that just launched where military spouses can join. And I believe you can earn a certification that labels you as a military spouse entrepreneur, a certified small business, et cetera. A lot of kind of nonprofit organizations just really coming together and doing a lot of that. In terms of uh, the Department of Defense doing an initiative, I know that the Small Business Administration does a lot around military spouse entrepreneurship and continues to do so. I haven't heard of anything particularly from the Department of Defense itself on a larger scale, but I do think that uh, 2021 is getting a lot of traction for military spouse entrepreneurs and getting a lot of attention from various corners of our kind of military spouse community circle, if you will. If I could just add, after we were able to kind of get ourselves out of 
you know, the everyday, I guess, stuck in the mud in the work every day, we were able to learn of some really great organizations that were helping. I think, you know, you pointed out Rosie Network, the Institute for Veterans and Military Families, and Bunker Labs. All of these have been resources that I have associated with. And the Institute for Veterans and Military Families has been an incredible organization for us and to help us as we navigate all the resources that are available to us. That's been our kind of go-to program along with Bunker Labs. So many great organizations and it can be overwhelming where to start, but those are two of my favorite that I've been able to really take advantage of and are available. What I love about the IVMF is that they're a university, so they focus on data and they, they have hard data to back what they're doing. And to your point, Asako, there is a plethora of resources and I can see, I mean, even, you know, in the entrepreneur program, there's just so many resources out there for veterans and, and spouses to navigate. It's just is overwhelming. So I can't wait to take a look at the roadmap. I'm going to definitely check that out. So ladies, is there anything else either of you would like to mention before we wrap up our discussion today? I would like to mention that you know, entrepreneurship, business ownership is very challenging and it can be very daunting. I think we have the skills, the capability to do it if we utilize the resources that are out there for us. Hiring our heroes, IBMF, Bunker Labs, all of these are great resources for us. And we really can do it and it can be overwhelming. It's going to be a period of time where it's going to be a lot of work and it may not seem like you're getting any traction. You know, it takes businesses quite a few years to become profitable. So you have to be willing to, like I say, go all in and be committed to your your vision of what you want. There's so many great benefits of entrepreneurship that I didn't fully realize myself. Now looking back at, you know, where I'm more focusing on growing the business now rather than the day-to-day operations, I have opportunity to work outside. I have a contract job with an organization called 360, and they provide resiliency training for veterans and active duty members. And so being part of doing something that was my original passion in my work, my career path of financial counseling, entrepreneurship allows me to do that because I can manage my time. I'm available. I can step away from my business. It can still operate, but it it takes time to get there. So don't get discouraged. It's going to be climbing a mountain in the first probably three to five years. But, you know, as you utilize the resources that are available now for military spouses and families, there's no reason why we can't succeed. There's so much out there for us that we can succeed at entrepreneurship. Yeah, and I'll just add to what Priscilla, you've been talking about around profitability and network. I mentioned this a little earlier too, but where spouses in our report struggled the most was, again, with portability and not profitability, uh, which was the one of the primary reasons for them not continuing their small business or entrepreneurship endeavor. And so I think that for us to make entrepreneurship, which our report does say is a viable economic opportunity for military spouses, if we want that to be successful for them, uh, we really need to help military spouses be able to make their small business or their entrepreneurship endeavor more portable so that we can see some of that long-term success for them. And then also in terms of networking, we've already mentioned this numerous times, but military spouses move a lot. And so each time that you move, you know, you have to 
replug into your new community. So finding ways for encouraging spouses to stay plugged into Hiring Our Heroes has a military spouse professional network. And also, again, the Rosie Network and some of these others can really help military spouses rebuild quickly, especially after relocation and help their businesses be successful. That's a great point to end on and sharing all of the, first of all, the challenge of of having to rebuild a network every two or three years. And I'm glad to see that Hiring Our Heroes helps in that, facilitates that, because that's a huge network then that you can stay in tune with and it'll move with you, so to speak. So I want to thank you both today for joining me. Priscilla, if our listeners want to get a hold of you or visit the shop, what is the website or email that they can contact you? You can contact us at popcornfriday.com. Go up to the website and they can send you a quick message, right? Absolutely. Okay. And Hisako, if listeners are interested in learning more about the U.S. Chamber Foundation and Hiring Our Heroes, uh, where can they get more information? Sure. They can go to hiringourheroes.org. Okay. And this is the report that we've been talking about. It's up on your website, correct? Correct. I want to thank my guests, Priscilla Shrub of Popcorn Friday and Hisako Santavili of Hiring Our Heroes Program. As mentioned, check out the Military Spouse Career Roadmap at millspouseroadmap.org, as well as the Hiring Our Heroes website to learn more. You can also send Priscilla a note or check out her website at popcornfriday.com. Join the veteran entrepreneur team every second Wednesday for our new webinar series, Success in 60 Minutes. Hosted by team member Maggie Peterson, the webinar will assemble local experts to answer some of your burning business questions. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our website, tvc.texas.gov. This is Christina Mortel, business consultant with the Veteran Entrepreneur Program of TVC. Thanks again for listening.